Are you ready to experience something extraordinary? Cultural gems in Croatia, ancient temples in Asia, art in Italy. We'll take care of everything. Flights, accommodation, excursions, local guides and all that planning. Travel department, let's see more. Well, hello there and welcome to another Senior Times Woman to Woman podcast with me, Mairead Robinson. Now, did you know that Active Retirement Ireland has been going for 45 years and has over 500 associations throughout the country and a current membership in excess of 20,000? These groups have been and continue to be a lifeline for many retired people and the hard work, energy and enthusiasm of their organisers is nothing short of inspirational. Today, I have the privilege of chatting with Phyllis Foley, who together with Frank and Gronya Down, founded Yara, that's Yall Active Retirement Association in East Cork, which is a particularly successful and popular group. So Phyllis, I want to hear all about the how and the why surrounding the formation of Yara in 2019. But first of all, I'd like to hear a little about yourself and your life prior to this point. So a big hello and thank you for joining us today. And maybe you could start telling me your story. Thanks, Maureen. And thank you very much for inviting me to, to join you today from a beautiful sunny Yall, let me say. Um, now, I'm not a native of Yall. I'm a farmer's daughter. So I came to live here probably 1965, 66. So I was born in a, a little place called Nakanor, uh, which is in West Waterford. So really, I'm a Waterford woman, not a Cork. Right. <laughs> um, so, but I have been here most of my life and I must say I love living beside the sea. Um, but uh, I came here as a, an office assistant. That's the job that I took at the time when you had your secretary, you had your account to sweep the floor. You had to be able to, you got an overall kind of experience. So I did that for a couple of years in um, in Hennessy's retail furniture in, in Yall and went on to work for Merrick's. Met my husband, married in 1970. We had three children, two boys and a girl. Uh, we lived in the countryside, two miles outside the town, lovely. And we had eventually retail businesses and properties and stuff. But in 1980, the recession came in like a roaring lion. It did indeed. Took with it many things, uh, including my marriage, my businesses, Almost took my the home that we had, um, uh, but thanks be to God, I had the foresight to kind of look ahead a bit. So I, we bought a house in the centre of Yall called Roseville that I turned into a bed and breakfast. We bought it in 1987. We opened in July with a loan of cups from everyone and blankets from somebody else and chairs and tables <laughs> because we came from a three bedroom bungalow to a house now that had eight bedrooms in it plus big sitting rooms and everything. But it was a lifesaver for us as a family. Uh, so I opened the business there, raised my children there until they grew up a few years ago. In the meantime, I've kind of, as anybody that lives on their own, that are divorced or widowed, uh, it's a different life to live. Indeed, indeed it is. Um, you know, you don't get invited places, yeah. you don't get asked to go on holiday, you don't get any of that. So you kind of have to make your own life in a way. And my life in, in many ways was made through voluntary organizations. 
I volunteered with the Vincent de Paul for eight years. Um, I volunteered with Coltus, y'all, teaching traditional music, not me teaching. My children were playing at the time. They were all lifesavers. Yes, of course. You know, and I've learned through my life that voluntary groups are lifesavers. Indeed. So, and after that, I was with y'all Chamber of Tourism Commerce for another number of years. So I've kind of grown up with the voluntary or volunteering and involved in voluntary groups. And I know the benefit of them. They're absolutely lifesavers for people. Um, so I went on to do kind of, you know, lots of other things. Um, we, myself and my daughter opened a little restaurant that local people will quite remember called O'Fallu's next to the clock gate. Because um, I always loved cooking and food yes. and music. And we, um, with my son and niece, we opened, um, or we produced and directed a, a lovely traditional music and dance show uh, in 2004 that local people will remember very well. That was very successful. So it gone on, as the years went on, my children have grown up now and, and gone away. So I had to sell my home and downsize. And I had to face the situation of retirement. Yes. Uh, which any of us know isn't, you know, it's not easy. You try and plan in your head and you think it's going to be one thing, but it's really not. And, you know, especially with older people like, like us all now, if you have to change home and house, that's another trauma. Indeed it um, is. Yeah. Downsizing. It's so, many, so many memories in, 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 a, in the home you've had previously. Absolutely. And you, you do have the memories. And, and it's, it is very traumatic because you're moving all your belongings. You're going to, I just came to a different part of town, but you're moving into a different neighborhood. Yes. You know, um, you don't know how you're going to fit in there, but you're hoping for the best. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of things, especially as I mentioned, when you're on your own. Yes. So... So, so you, da you, you downsized I, and, and I downsized, house. yeah. yeah. Um, but I kind of retired and sold my house in 2015. Oh, yes, I was addressing the retirement thing. So I was kind of looking around and seeing what would I do. And I saw this course run by the HSE called Aging Well in the Blackwater Health Centre, which we have here. So it was a six weeks course. So I went and there was about 20 or 25 of us there now. And we were all aging well, we hoped. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So uh, when the when the course was over, that was the HSE finished with us. So then you had a load of paperwork. You had a little bit more knowledge. Yes. But really, you were still going nowhere with it. I know what you mean. Um, so I was leaving it around in my head and talking to people about it. And then again, I had the time to go and visit the over 50s show in, in Cork. City Hall in Cork. Excellent been 2018 maybe or something and um went in and walked around and you know went to all the different stands but i went to the stand for active retirement ireland and okay. that kind of rang a bell with me and i chatted to Anne o'brien uh, at the time she's a, she's our local rep and chatted to her and i took her card uh didn't know what i was going to do with it but i took it home with me and i thought this would be great if it could again, could be started because, like I mentioned before, I now was in an older generation, retired, and really didn't kind of know what to do with myself in a way. But going back to my days of volunteering, I knew 
that the voluntary group would surely be a great advantage to older people. So it's wonderful so, because uh, because what you embarked on then was very beneficial for you personally, but oh, also something which was going to be extremely beneficial to so many other people. Yeah, but of course, dreaming a thing, Maureen, and trying to get it up and running are two very different things, yes. as you know. So um, again, I, I, I mentioned it to, to, I was leaving it kind of go around in my head and trying to talk to people about it, but nothing was happening. So one night I went to a meeting that was a, a kind of a community-based meeting and I came up with my idea of active retirement and all this thing. So there was a guy there that night called Frank Down. He was after moving back from Dublin, retired in Yall. Uh, still very active and he had a very very active life himself and his wife and when we came outside the door he said do you know if you want to do that he said myself and Gronya will help you to do it excellent and that's what you needed really wasn't it I didn't know him now from a bar of soap never (laughs) spoke to the man before but um but he's a very nice man anybody that knows him but uh, went home and left it go around in my head. And I think I phoned him and I didn't even take his phone number on the night, but I had to find it. So I phoned him a couple of days later and we'd sat and chatted about it. And we had our first, I got onto Anne O'Brien, my contact. And she came down and I asked her about, you know, we got information about how you'd start a new group and all that. So she came down in May 2019 and we had eight people and that included the three of ourselves. Sponsored by Expressway. With My Expressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Are you interested in trying a new smartphone but still a little unsure? Do you want a phone that offers larger icons with louder sound and an interface that has technology designed for seniors? Well, why not choose from the Doro range by simply visiting doro.ie. Doro, make friends with innovation. So oh, we had five, five people came to the meeting, yourself, Frank, <laughs> well, yeah, and they were Yeah, whoever <laughs> we dragged along with us. But it's like everything. You don't know if it's going to work or not. Uh-huh. But... We started and we had meetings and, you know, we kind of exactly, we didn't really know what we were supposed to do. I rang um, the groups in, in Fair, Fair Juice to people in Formoy or John Garvin or whoever I could get contacts for to see what they did or, you know, how we'd progress. But, um, but we did anyway and the, the numbers kept growing and then we started doing things and you know, but like we went, we had eight, then we have 260 today. Isn't that mighty? 260. It's mighty, yeah. But but I have to say um, that even for myself, and and I suppose I was doing it for selfish reasons too, um, I've got to know people around town that I didn't know. Yes. We get to know someone like you that come in to live to town or someone like Frank and Ronya down that come to retire here and lots of other people that have come as you know the group they they come from they're from England and they're from every place that have come back to live here yes um and that's absolutely wonderful as well because you have now a bigger circle we all have a bigger circle um, and, I, and, and I suppose all all the different members have their own um expertise experience interest of course yeah of course they do that's the thing about 
older people they do have an they they do have a lot of skills exactly you know, no they still have it in their head that they're retired so. yes. <laughs> but um so that's where we where we are today like what what we do basically we do things like you know we do yoga and pilates and we do tai chi walking on the uh, on the beach which is lovely in the fine weather um some of some of our brave members do sea swimming all year round that's They're right brilliant. there's some doing bowls um up in the the, the ga uh, club up there they do arts and painting um go to the cinema every two weeks cinema morning that have tea and biscuits but we have a lovely little cinema here and they're very kind and very good to us. So they, every two weeks, uh, there's a cinema. One of our members organizes that. Then we have coffee mornings that another member, Ken, does that. He organizes all that. Uh, we have then what we call a travel department. Right. So they, they organize days out. They organize um, weekends away. They organize go to concerts or to go to plays or whatever is going on in the wintertime. Then we'd have maybe a night at the dogs or different things like that. There's a whole group going to Ballymaloo now. We're very fortunate to live beside Ballymaloo Cookery School and they do demonstrations in the afternoons. So there's, I think there's 34 or 35 of us going down there to that. So that, that'd be lovely. For culture night, we have art supper. Yes. And anybody our age will remember art supper from the show band days and he's okay. still as good as ever. So they'll all be delighted with that night he's on in the red store. Uh, we fund all this thing now because we apply for for loans any place that we not a loan but a grant we apply for grants anywhere we can get them um and most groups do that but that's really beneficial because it's it you know at least you don't have to do fundraising yes fundraising wasn't was an an awful trial when we had to do it in olden days you know and, and where, you can where apply would we sorry where would, where would you get grants from and people would pay you get grants from council. we get grants from the from the credit union oh very good uh, yeah from credit union we'd get it from cork sports partnership they'd be just little bits maybe for different things uh, <coughs> and you'd have different departments within cork county council as well yes the acts there that you'd be getting a bit for that or you know um but um, any place else, really, that we can apply for a grant, we apply for it. Um, that's a job in itself, I have to say. And kind of working around all that paperwork can be, can take a lot of time. I can imagine. But, uh, but Frank does a lot of that work. He's really great. But obviously, you have to have insurance to cover all of these events. Well, insurance, when, when, when a person joins active retirement... The, there's 12 euros of the membership that goes to Active Retirement Ireland head office, and that covers you for insurance, anything right. that you're doing. So it's the the overall, the national group that covers the insurance. But um, so, yeah, that's about, you know, we're always doing something. We had, we had a barbecue then in the summer. We had it in the park the last couple of years, but the weather this year was so hopeless that we oh, had to Oh, it was terrible. Those. Yes, and July was horrible. Moment. Yeah, terrible. But one thing I've noticed Sorry, we had about your, your group is the um, the variety of, of things that you do. Like every week you send out a little WhatsApp message to everyone to yeah. what's happening. And there's virtually something happening 
five days Every out of week. seven, which is yeah. really yeah. impressive. And obviously people can dip in and out. They can, if they, if they, they like can. movies in yeah. the morning, if they like the walks, if they like to go off to a play, if they like the yoga, they can pick and choose, which is brilliant. They can pick and choose because it, I was talking to somebody the other day and she said, well, I'm not ready really to join you yet. Yes. <laughs> but I said, you know, you can do what you want. Exactly. If you just want that's... to do three things in the year, just yeah. do them, you know. But you don't, you have, don't to have to go to meetings. Go. No, no, you don't. Yeah. But we have, we used to do meetings at the start every two weeks. Uh, and that was very laborious. Now I have to say yeah. it was difficult. You were under pressure. But since the pandemic, we kept in contact with people by text message and thing. And they actually prefer us. They, they have that's... contact all the time they feel with a text message and well, we have a separate phone now and everything you know that was my next question the dreaded covid and the lockdown how did that impact you that must have been very very difficult especially as you say for people living on their own retired yeah. people that would have really put put a stop to a lot of your activities it did it? and you know what we thought at the time because we were only starters you know, we started in 2019 and this came like in less than a year later, 20, yeah. or just a year later. Yeah. And we thought, well, you know, good Lord, that could end us. That would be the end all. of us, yeah. It could be the end of us. But it, but it wasn't because as a group, we have about eight or 10 in a committee then. We've maybe 12 to 16 now. But um, to be fair to the committee or to, to a group of us or anyone, we kept in contact with people and especially people that were living on their own. We'd, they'd be about a third of our group now living on their own. Yes. And we kept in contact with them. And the other thing was we got them to make um, masks. So we got material from anybody that had a spare bit of material and Neville's shop above were very good to us. They, they rooted out bits of material that they had and thread and, you know, elastic then to make the things and all that. So there was a group of maybe eight or ten sewing those. There was a couple of more cutting out the stuff and that went on for weeks. So people were still in contact, you know. Yes, of course. And they were in contact with one another. Um, we'd then maybe, I think, during that time as well, we sent out um, like around... Patrick's Day, we sent there was there was free cards that you got from the post office. Oh to yes, somebody Patrick's Day. So we sent a card to everybody because it was all free, but we yeah. had to write them, of course. Yeah, but it's and a just nice, little it's things a nice like that that keep in, in the loop. Yes, yeah, but and, I, and that really worked. To be honest. I think I think COVID and, and the lockdown was particularly cruel for people who live on their own and for elderly oh, people. Yeah. Even even Age Action prior to COVID had a, had a membership in excess of 24,000, where it's now it's just over 20. You know, yeah. I think it's had a, a very difficult impact on a lot of people. It did, yeah. So it it's did. very admirable that you did all the things that you did to keep in touch with people. Yeah, we did. We, we kept in touch as best we could, you know, um, just to make sure people were OK. Sure. And we, we did. We had another thing going on at the time. We brought books, reading books to people. I think that was all under Cock County Council as well. They were de we were delivering delivering books, library books, you know, or books yes. to people. Yeah. You sent if they were at home reading and. Well, that's you know, good. That's good because like the that. library was closed for a while. So that was great that you were able to do that. 
yeah, there was a good a couple of the, the our members now because anybody that was over seventy at the time couldn't go out. It was really difficult, but as it started to lift a small bit, then we went to the you know the college gardens. Yes, up near Saint Mary's. Um, we started doing kind of coffee mornings there. Everybody had to bring their own flask. Yes. And we brought chairs. And yes. They just sat around in the open air and had a cup and just a chat, you know. So, so socially distanced. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and at least we could do it in, you know, outdoors. And again, we started to do outdoor yoga. When Lovely. We were able to do that as well. And just gradually got back like that. But it was very difficult. It was very difficult. Yeah. yeah well, very difficult. hopefully that's to the greater part behind us now. So tell me something before you go. I mean, you're obviously um, a very active woman with a lot of experience. So you would be understanding and empathetic with people living on their own, particularly yeah. women. So I just wonder, it seems to me any of these retirement groups or um, clubs or whatever, there seems to be much more women than men. Is that the same in Yara? Are there so much higher women? It is absolutely the same. It's very, very difficult to get men to engage, even though, to be fair about our committee, it's it's 50-50. Yes. Yeah, we're very lucky. But it doesn't mean that we have an awful lot of men. We don't. But the men that we have we would find that they're actually very active and they're great to do stuff. Good. You know? Yeah. Um, um, but I don't know what it is about men. Women are better, I think, to socialise. Completely. They, they socialise differently anyway. They're happy to sit down with a cup of coffee and talk. Yes. Whereas men need something to do, you know? That's why you have the men's sheds, I think. The men's sheds, yeah. yeah. Now, there is a men's shed here that at one time we were trying to kind of link into, but it never sort of happened, you know. Um, because I think as well, if if the groups, all the different groups for older people, if they can link in together, yes, it would make far more sense. Because to be fair, and I mentioned this to you the other day, at the moment it, it is, the times are good for older people because there's a lot of things that they can do like active retirement or injection yes. or all those groups like they weren't there 20 years ago no we, you're, abso you're absolutely right and you did say that and, and i thought a lot about it how right you were that like for my my late parents there was nothing when my father retired no. he felt he was that's it on the scrap heap was his expression yeah. um, whereas he could have done so much um, and shared so much had there been Absolutely. any associations like that but you said yeah. it's it's um it's a good time to be retired in this country yeah. but it's not a good time to be a young person trying no. to get going on life because you can't buy a house you no. you uh, it's everything is very difficult schools education housing whereas for those of us who are over 60 there are there's a lot of support there's a lot of interest and please god we all have good health um so it's like you said it's a good time to be at retirement it's a good time but going going back to the housing that you mentioned there now there's another kind of issue that we have discovered around the housing that that needs to be addressed and, and we try to address it here locally if we can yeah is that we need badly like um retirement villages Yes, wonderful by, idea. By small groups of houses that are, you know, in in areas because with a town like y'all, it's it's all hills. So That's people right. 
in the 1970s that would have got married and bought their first home, some of them are now widowed, all their children are gone, and they're living in big three or four bedroomed houses. Yes. They need to come down to town. Yes. But there's no place down here for them to live, you know. And then that would release those big houses for families. For families, you're right. I I think that's that's an issue that's common throughout Ireland. But you're right. Certainly in Yall, it's very hilly. So... Uh, a bungalow by the sea is the dream place, really, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Our, t- our people just want to be central as well. They want to be near the shops and, yep. you know, need the church if that's what they yep. go to. Walking you know, distance. Need yep. to, to go for a cup of coffee, but like to be on the top of the hill. And if you can't drive. Exactly. Uh, it is. It, it can be difficult, you know. It can indeed. Well, listen, we're kind of running out yeah. of time, Phyllis. It's been brilliant to talk to you. You are a very inspirational woman. And I think your experiences in life have made you very empathetic to people who are looking at retirement and seeing what comes next for the next phase of their lives. So pleasure to meet you. And it's lovely to have you talking today. And I'm sure you're going to inspire a lot of people. So I will see you at a, at a, at a Yara meeting soon, hopefully. <laughs> Take good care. Thanks, Phyllis. Thanks, Sparage. Thanks, civilian. Bye-bye. Phone poke and new wet, on will knappy no fum nis orge wet, nis eskalehusaj, faker no phone in tokata gwin, on show, egg daro, on von klishte is dany, gidi gohon la hai glina, august taskina, tarod egen gogoktina, tanismo olis egg daro.com.